This podcast includes graphic language and subject matter that may be triggering to some. Listener discretion is advised. We are not therapists. And we are not fucking therapists. We're here to talk about our personal experiences and hope some people can relate. This is not a substitute for medical advice or therapy. If you're thinking about suicide, are worried about a friend or loved one, or would like emotional support, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and see our website for more resources. Today's episode of Fuck Depression is sponsored by BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash fckdepression for 10% off your first month. Get out of here, don't go, I don't know if I can take this anymore, I'm well aware that I need your help, one false move and I may melt, don't want to give you any false impressions, fuck the fucking fuck out of depression. Welcome to Fuck Depression. This is Lauren. And Ardalyn. Back again. Yes, I'm so excited that you're sticking around. At least for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as long as you'll have me. <laughs> no, I am super, super thrilled that you're here. So what have you been up to this last week? Uh... Ooh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I have a very busy life, so I've been all over the place. Um, I have been promoting some own some of my own projects going on in my life, and then I have actually just started a new relationship, and uh, I've been focusing a lot of time on uh, essentially helping that to blossom and grow into a beautiful relationship, hopefully. Awesome. I think I've seen some of your pictures with your matching hair. If yeah, yeah, we are we are that couple. <laughs> yeah, my partner is is very open to being as extra as I am. In fact, they might be a little more extra than I am. I love it. And I think I saw you got your COVID shot or your first shot at least. I got my second shot. Um, I got my oh. co- first COVID shot before we did our last recording, and I just got my second shot not that long ago, uh, last Friday. It did wipe me out, uh, to be honest with you. The second day, it really wiped me out, but uh, I started to recover pretty quickly after that. The only lingering effect has been kind of more tired, but worth it. You know, it's definitely something worth getting. Like one day of not feeling so great versus like, potentially hospitalized i'll take the one day i'm not feeling so great yeah no congratulations i was so happy to see that thank you yeah they're they're lowering a lowering a lot of the restrictions now so a lot of people are able to get it now yeah they just opened it up in texas so i just need to find an appointment slot somewhere yeah we have a lot of drive up pop-up locations here <laughs> that's awesome. sorry i forget we're on we're on audio, not video, and I'm just like fingers crossed, <laughs> non-verbally. <laughs> My bad. No, I'm very. I glad. work a lot in video format. <laughs> yes, I just look like a hot mess right now, so th- I don't want anyone to see me right now. 
The only reason I don't look like a hot mess is because I was recording videos before hopping on here. <laughs> well, I'm never going to look as good as you with your eye makeup. Uh, whatever. I can teach you. The thing is, so many people have asked me for like tutorials on how I do my makeup and stuff lately since I've been more and more active on social media. And I don't know what I'm doing is the funny thing. I have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing. I got... I have one palette, which now I actually have a few palettes because my partner was so generous to get me um, some palettes, and I'm super thankful for that. They're they're adorable. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I had one palette. Where I got like the most bright, colorful colors I could on one palette, and I've been working off of that one palette, and I know absolutely n- nothing at all about how to do makeup. All I know is how to do artwork. I know how brushes work. I know how colors blend, and I just kind of wing it from there. (laughs) I think I'm just buying the wrong kinds of makeup because there's, like, no way in hell to get my, like, cheapo ELF palette to be as bright as yours is. (laughs) Uh, There are some tricks to it that I have learned, not from anywhere, just from experimentation. So I could totally, I could totally make you hip to some of those, some of those tricks to make the colors brighter although there are obviously some cosmetics that are better than others for pigmentation but i also know how to make the pigmentation stick yeah so my last two weeks (laughs) have been a whirlwind as well but for different reasons i'm sorry i'm such an ass i meant to ask you how are you doing lauren how was your last week (laughs) i'm all right uh but i definitely had some rough days. I haven't actually slept in like going on more than 48 hours now, maybe 52. Like it's been a hot minute since I've been able to Is it a depression issue? No. I I understand. I go through that all the time. No, I got triggered into a manic episode. I think between the stress Uh, of the puppies and then there was a job that I thought that I might get that I got rejected from. Like that's the thing about job hunting. It's like Super nice to get interviews, and I've not gotten any, like... Disappointing. Yeah, it's just get your hopes up. Super competitive right now. You have to remind yourself that it's also super competitive right now. It's it's not a normal world out there for looking for another job. Yeah, I found out you can change the LinkedIn search parameters to look at only jobs that had under 10 applicants, so you can be one of the first to sneaky your way in there. So I've been trying that. There you go. But I definitely had to have some help from my friends this week, especially with the just trying to clean up after four puppies who just don't, they're not potty trained at all. Yeah. I can only imagine. As soon as I put a new pee pad down, like it's immediate. So within like 30 seconds, they're like, oh, time to pee again? Time to poop again? <laughs> I used to do, I told you, pet sittings and pet services and essentially pet care as, as part of my, one of my main incomes. And some of that was dealing with puppies and puppy training and litters. They're a handful, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, so I will not be taking on four puppies ever again. And honestly, I don't know <laughs> if I'll take on any more puppies while I'm in the place I'm currently at because cleaning up carpet too much it's too much tile is best yeah or hardwood or laminate 
Honestly, I strongly prefer... T- I have only wood laminate or faux wood laminate and uh, tile. And as far as cleaning up messes go, I strongly prefer the messes to be on the tile. <laughs> I mean... I- but it also depends on your laminate. I have cheaper laminate because, you know, I'm cheap. So if you have the really good stuff, it might not sink in between and cause problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely depends on the quality. And I've asked my landlord yeah. if I can get rid of the carpet because it's also like old. But I don't want him to replace it with new carpet because I don't want carpet. I'm like, I will seal the concrete floors. Pick the carpet up. Pick the tacks up. It wouldn't have to be a super expensive project, but he's like opposed to it for whatever reason. I'm just saying like maybe they're trying to salvage it. Like maybe they think I wouldn't have to replace it. I think he thinks that, but I'm pretty sure the next person would kind of make sure they did. Like, it, Want it replaced. <laughs> yeah. And like, I did what I moved in, but I was pretty sure they wouldn't agree to that. And I didn't want to not get the place because I asked for that initially. We'll see. We'll see next time. And then my dog is on vacation. So at least that's one less dog I have to deal Your with. Your dog is on vacation? Excuse me. Excuse me, I need to talk about this. How is your dog on vacation without you? Well, my friend came and picked her up today. It's the one that I pet sit for normally. And they've been wanting basically a sleepover with my dog. Oh, play date. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to have a fun couple days while I wait until Monday desperately to send these puppies back. So, Lauren, now that we've gone over the pleasantries of our week, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about breaks, breakups. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. Everybody loves a breakup. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my favorite thing, personally. I, like, I try to have at least three a month. So there's a lot on this topic. So for the sake of this topic, we're not going to discuss divorce. Because there's other th- elements that go into divorce outside of other yeah. breakups because there's no, like, legal shit you have to deal with. So. We'll cover it just on a different uh, – it'll be a- its own separate topic. Oh, right? I've already got notes started for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> stay tuned. So you'll get to hear stories I'm just saying, about Stay me. tuned for divorce info. But for now, general breakups. General breakups. Because – Some breakups happen with, you know, starting in, like, your teen years. You know, my my first boyfriend, I was 12, 13. Same. Yeah. And, like. Yeah. Yep, 12. And then, you know, breakups in high school and then my early 20s. Some of those were pretty rough. So we're talking about the, uh, the effects they have had on our mental... And I've also got some state statistics that okay. I found that were fun and like some medical research into breakups that's been going on. All right. I like numbers. I like research. So uh, where do we start? High school? <laughs> Basically. So a study of 15 to 18 year old Canadian teens found that 23% had had experienced a breakup in the prior six months. That's a fairly good amount going through a breakup every six months. I feel like that's pretty normal for that age range, too. For sure. I mean, 
the thing with teen relationships is as teens, you get so attached. I mean, realistically, you should know you're probably not going to marry your high school sweetheart, but... (laughs) Some people do. Some people do. Don't discredit the people that do. I know some relationships that have lasted a very long time, or at least since high school. Um, They ended up getting married, and they're still together. I also know ones that did get married straight out of high school that are no longer still together. So there's a whole wide range of spectrum people there. But this is actually something I was talking about with uh, my with my partner recently, is that, um, you know, when you are, when you f- especially find that first one, that first real relationship mm-hmm. and your head over heels, like, you really legitimately think you're in love. And then you realize later how stupid you were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my goodness. My first long-term well, the guy I dated when I was 12, 13, I think we did date for almost a year, but like part of that was during the summer where I wasn't allowed to see him because I only ever saw him at school. So my first like long-term boyfriend outside of that where I actually got to like go do things with him, like I did legit think that we were going to get married. And part of the reason I broke up with him was because he didn't wanted to wait till after college to get married, which is not a dumb idea. Oh. But at the time, I was like, we could at least get, like, engaged or something. Like, Yeah, it's a little a little cringe, a little fast. Yeah, well, okay, this is part of how I grew up was, like, that was a thing that was kind of expected in the religious community was for people to get married early. Oh, I didn't grow up that way. Sorry. Um, and <laughs> I strongly didn't grow up that way because my first real relationship was with a female. So I am on the opposite spectrum. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have not continued with those super conservative beliefs, but that's definitely a thing in specifically the Christian religious community. And I think Mm -hmm. in like Mormon and a couple others as well is like, you aren't supposed to actually date, you're supposed to court and like only hang out in friend groups. And then get engaged and get married. So I was already doing a little of the things I wasn't supposed to do. Because you're also not (laughs) supposed to have sex till you're married. (laughs) Who does that? I'm sorry. (laughs) Honestly, I later found out. I'm not knocking anyone that does. (laughs) No, if you want to wait, you can wait. It's just that expectation. And then I found out, like, most of the kids that I went to church with were fucking. but. They no- nobody talked about it because you're not supposed to do it. And they would actually take us in these little rooms and like they would take just the girls and be like, you need to dress modestly and conservatively because you don't want to cause a boy to have impure thoughts about you because it's always on the girls. Uh, yeah, if you guys so could much. see Ardalyn's face. <laughs> so, so much. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a very progressive person and I'm a very like, you know, I, I'm very opinionated to when it comes to this kind of stuff. So this should be, this should be a fun episode. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I didn't get to choose where I grew up. So, you know, that's fair. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I almost got sent to a Catholic high school for multiple reasons. One of them being my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> My parents were like, I don't know if we want you being this way. And I'm like, well, you don't really have a choice. So 
I've always been very, very strongly opinionated with things and been like, I, you know, whatever I'm going to do is whatever I'm going to do. So. <laughs> nope, that's good. I wish I had had stronger opinions earlier, but, you know, the threat of going to hell was a thing. See, I didn't grow up with that religious background. That was the yeah. big thing. Like, my my mom was – is – Catholic, Christian, I don't know the difference, to be 100% honest with you. I grew up around a lot of religions. My dad was atheist. My stepmom's Wiccan. Like, I grew up around a lot of religions, so I never identified with one or the other, and I never saw anything as better than the other. So for me, there was no there was no stigma that was holding me back. Yeah, no. It would be interesting to see what I would be like if I didn't have that background. Because it definitely took me until my like early 20s before I started to be like oh this is not what I want to do yeah no there's a lot of pressure yeah. Yeah. I can I've I've heard again I haven't been in that specific position myself I've heard the types of pressure that there is I've seen documentaries on on the types of pressure within mm-hmm. religious groups especially revolving around sex and sexuality and relationships um I again, I mean, my my mom was practicing for a little while growing up. I I did go to a an after school Christian Catholic thing. I don't even remember which one it was. I was young and I did not care. But it it didn't it didn't stick with me. It didn't last long, and it honestly wasn't too long of a period of time before my mom was you know religious but non practicing. And I don't know if it was me or my dad or <laughs> what because he he was at one point. Catholic technically, I think, and then he became atheist and just decided, nah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the differences between any of them. This is not the podcast on religion, so I won't go into... I'm just telling you. Like, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I, I'm sorry, people out there, especially people who have strong religions. I don't know anything about any religion specifically. I really don't. That's fair. You don't need to. All right. Because today we're talking about... About relationships. About breakups. 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 Whatever. What happens after yes. a relationship concludes. Um, but one of the things I found Crying, is that... ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> those are things. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the articles I read said that most adults recall their first breakup as one of their most traumatic childhood memories. And besides causing psychological issues, it's also a major cause of children committing suicide. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That is a fact I did not know. I I will say that I was a, I mean, if we're talking about first breakup versus first love breakup, I feel like there is a difference Mm -hmm. because my first breakup not really a problem. My first love end up, or what I thought was love, breaking up, that was a huge impact. Oh, yeah. My, huge impact. My high school boyfriend, I was not living with my parents anymore, fortunately, when we broke up. But I literally, I was the one that decided to break up with him. But then I immediately went into my apartment and just like scream cried for I don't know how long. My neighbors probably thought I was dying in there. Oh no. I I don't I don't know how much I want to say because it's going to make me sound like a terrible person a little bit but my first my first real breakup again 
went fine because I literally called my I called my boyfriend whom I didn't really care about on the phone to break up with him so that I could get with my girlfriend who became my girlfriend for years after that. Like, it, like <laughs> I was like, I need to, I'm this, I'm the kind of person that's very loyal. Like, I'm not going to cheat on you, but I might call you on the phone to break up with you so that I can get into another relationship. <laughs> I mean, at least you make the call first. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not oh, doing man. polyamory, it's questionable choices. no questionable choices as a child you know whatever (laughs) so another thing that i found was that they do these fancy brain scans and have found out that looking at a picture of your ex causes the same places in your brain to light up as definitely imagine that I was actually, this is another thing that my partner and I were just talking about was basically trauma from past relationships. Um, I had a major episode trigger or whatever the other night from a previous relationship. And yeah, I can imagine, like, it, it's almost like you're thrown right back into it. And it does hurt. Yeah. It physically hurts and emotionally hurts. It's It creates a lot of problems. Oh, and especially finding out... Um like if your previous partner is now in a new relationship. In one case, my ex who I lived with for several years and was extremely emotionally abusive, like he called me a cunt and wouldn't let me leave the room and just constantly screaming at me. And And I, I, the relationship that my partner and I were discussing was an abusive relationship of my past as well. I was, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So the person who finally pointed out to me that what he was doing was emotional abuse, because he really, w- I was getting to the point where I thought all these things were my fault. I thought I was this terrible, terrible person. No, I was I was in the relationship for three years. I, I think you were in yours longer, but my relationship was, was three years of deluding myself. I think I was in that relationship for two years. This isn't my ex-husband. This is a different oh. ex previous to him. And okay. my ex-husband was had some issues, but he wasn't doing what this guy was doing and cutting me off from my friends and telling me not to hang out with certain people. Mine literally took my entire friend group. Like, all of my female friends, he slept with all of them, and I had no friends by the time we were done. Yes. But it, it wasn't my it wasn't his fault, it was mine. Yeah, anyway. but that was one of the things was finding out that one of somebody that was my friend that I'd introduced to him later started dating him. And it's like yep. And I was like All of my friends did. <laughs> I know. It's like why the fuck you knew how he treated me and you're gonna turn around and date him? That was weird and hurtful but like seeing things like that or i have a couple of friends who've been very hurt by finding out that their ex-partners are now getting married one of my friends in particular has just been devastated over this breakup that he had and when he found out that she's marrying her new partner he just started bawling on the phone with me i'm so sorry to hear that that's always that's always rough to go through and rough to to hear. Um, 
I actually don't have a personal story to follow that one up with. I, a lot of, sadly, a lot of my partners I don't keep up with, or, or maybe in a, it's a good thing. I don't really keep up with them a whole lot. And the ones that I do keep up with are friends of mine, and I'm happy when they move on. I'm happy if they find someone. Yeah. So there's research that suggests that that's not good for a lot of people to try to do. I mean, I definitely have an ex out there that, again, I, I'm the one that breaks up with everyone. <laughs> I've never really Same, been which is maybe up. why I, I've been broken up with once that I can recall. And that was the, funny enough, the abusive ex had to leave me. Okay, to be fair, me and my abusive ex broke up and got back together a couple times, and sometimes he did it, and sometimes I did it. But he always, like, then did this huge apology, and he'll be better, and blah, blah, blah. My issue was, I got really, because of the abuse that I was under, um, it was both uh, physical and emotional abuse, I became, I've told you I have had issues with agoraphobia in the past, and it put me into an agoraphobic episode and they didn't want to have to deal with me. So they moved on. They broke me and moved on. Yep. And that's a pretty common thing that, that happens, unfortunately. Um, but for some people staying friends with their ex can be a positive thing, but for a lot of people, they said that it actually, even though it sounds like a good idea can be hurtful because you're, still wanting that intimate connect if you're still wanting that intimate connection and then you're just forced to be just platonically friends that can be difficult for some people and i don't think that's the case for everyone i've definitely known people who are good friends with their exes i'm good friends with mine sorry i think it's good if you are but if you're still in that emotionally raw place it might not be the time to try to oh get there Absolutely. Um, as a caveat to that, essentially, um, there were many, many of the exes that I'm currently friends with, we took time off from each other, extensive time off of, for, from each other, and then eventually became friends again later down the road. There are a couple exes that I stayed friends with, but for the most part, it's been like, we break up years later, we somehow end up reconnecting and we're like, totally cool being friends because we don't care anymore. Yeah. And I have a couple of people I dated casually enough that it was easy to maintain a friendship because there wasn't that heartbreak of a long-term relationship. And it was things like same friend group or whatever. Yeah. I think my biggest issue is that I didn't – one of my biggest issues that I've had throughout my entire life with relationships in general is that – I would get with people that I enjoyed being around that I, you know, you know, I liked them, but I never created that full attachment. So when, when the attachment ended up ending and usually ending by my hand, um, not that I did anything wrong, just it would be like, eh, this isn't working, you know, Mm -hmm. I haven't really gone through that whole, like, I think that's what scares me the most about my current partner is that I, I genuinely am in love with my current partner. And, um, I haven't been through that. I haven't been through that having to be with some, like I've been with some of my partners for years, but I haven't been through that breakup and being actually devastated about it part. I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, I think a lot of it has to do, it stems from my mental health issues. I didn't allow myself to get that close, Mm -hmm. you know? No, it can be hard. That's kind of where I've been for the last 
couple years is it's really hard to stay in a relationship when I am having trouble letting myself be open. And also, I'm a lot to deal with with my mental health issues, and I am fully aware of that. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm making weird judgments over here that are making Lauren laugh, but it's like, me too, because I'm constantly checking in with my partner and being like, you know I'm crazy, right? You know, I, I apologize. I know we're supposed to stay away from that word, but I'm like, you know that I have mental health issues. You know what my mental health issues are, of which there is more than one, and you still want to be with me? Oh, I even think that was strongly insecure. Even my good friends, I think that all the time. I'm like, why do you put up with me? Like, yeah, (laughs) yep, nope, 100% with you on that one. Sometimes it makes you more relatable somehow. So another thing they found with the Brainy scan, sources will be in the notes if you want to do more research and understanding the Brainy scan, but I'm not going into the technical terms because I don't really understand anything other than I can try to read the words. We are not scientists, and we are not fucking scientists. (laughs) Continue on. We need to add that to the intro. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they found similar issues with the pain symptoms as with people with addiction issues, because some people will end up so obsessive over their old relationships, which I have seen happen, and it's not pretty that it does become like this addiction feeling of wanting that, you know, substance you can't have anymore back. I feel like I've only been on the opposite end of that, unfortunately, because I didn't allow myself to become emotionally attached for the longest time. But I have been the the other party to someone who remained unhealthily attached afterward. That has, I have experienced that. And it's not pretty. (laughs) They noted is it wasn't necessarily good relationships that caused that feeling of addiction. It also happened in people who had unhealthy relationships. And part of it, too, is the amount of time you're in a relationship. People who have been the more committed you are, even if it's not a healthy attachment and a healthy commitment, end up having worse issues. If you think about, like, if you're in a long-term relationship that you're expecting to go into the future, when that relationship ends, then your future plans change. Like if you thought that you were going to get married or have kids or buy a house together, and then all of a sudden that's taken away from you. I'm sorry, I'm making faces over here because uh, like I have such a weirdly different experience when it comes to relationships. Um, And a lot of it has to do with my own personal problems with commitment and attachment issues, which I have worked very hard on. Um, But I did have a point and it had something to do with what you were talking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Okay. (laughs) Nope. I lost it. I completely lost it. I do have short term memory issues. I will just throw that out there. It has absolutely nothing to do with the, certain substances that I may or may not be on, which I'm currently not on. It, it's it's just my brain sucks. Apologize. No, I get the feeling I have some issues with that. Actually, I had a point. <laughs> and I lost my point. <laughs> That's okay. We'll keep going. But there's some people that get so attached that they end up even referring to themselves as a we. Like everything is, what are we doing? Where are we going? you know, what are our future plans instead of 
thinking about themselves as individuals. Like, you know, those people that like share fucking Facebook profiles, which is like, yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, I do not like it. Sorry. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm like, you need. A- I'm not a fan either. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I just immediately jumped in with that being cringe. But it's just like, it feels like one or the other partner is probably controlling. That's what it feels like to me. Well, and also, everybody needs their own friends. If your relationship is your entire world, of course it's going to crumble when the relationship ends. And you need a place to vent that's not just your partner. Like, making your partner your everything, in my opinion at least, and from what I was reading on breakups, not the best idea. Again, I'm in this new relationship, fairly new relationship, and uh, I'm trying to be all in, and I am trying to find that balance of, like, what is, you know, like, I I have my own individuality, and I always will, because that's just the kind of person I am, but I also am trying to figure out, as someone who has previously had a lot of commitment issues, you know, trying to figure out how much of myself I put into a we, you know what I mean? So, uh, I definitely, I've definitely had people try to be, try to make me more we than I was ready for before. Um, but I'm realizing that there, there is, I feel like there has to be a balance. There has to be a certain amount of we in order for you to move forward together in a relationship. There also has to be a certain amount of individuality to maintain a healthy relationship. Oh, I don't know if that's worse. Sorry. It's very bright. (laughs) Well, I'm... (laughs) Lauren is a ghost over here. Okay, that's better. Slightly better. Sorry, the filter filter that I had on was starting to make me look like I had gray eyebrows because it's getting dark. (laughs) And that was fucking with me. Just in in case you're wondering, I have green eyebrows and that is not a filter. (laughs) That's because you fancy. (laughs) So if they look green and off, it's just, uh, that's just me. Assuming you turn the filter off, you seriously, you look fine. I, I can't tell if the filter's on or not. Oh, these are not my eyelashes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Anyway, back to relationships. We got really distracted. <laughs> Sorry. We got distracted. Back on topic. Breakups. Uh, yeah. Essentially, Lauren and I have had very, very, very different experiences when it comes to breakups and how they're I I feel like I've had very different experiences when it comes to like the statistics even and breakups and how things are handled and and things of that nature but I attribute a lot of that to my own personal mental health issues and then on top of that you have to consider not only your own personal mental health issues but the mental health issues of the person that or people that you have you are with Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about the whole attachment thing and, and remaining attached afterward. And I think sometimes that is its its own, you know, someone has their own mental health issue there, you know? Oh, definitely. And because I talk so openly about depression, and this is not really new for me to do, I've been doing it for years. I feel like I just end up with all of these people in my life who have other mental health issues for a while. And it's about to come back since people are getting vaxxed now. Uh, I had an in-person meetup that was uh, also called Fuck Depression. Oh. So that's actually how I met Brian, who also has very severe depression, which is part of the reason he's no longer here. And then... He's alive. He's just handling his shit. Yep. I actually went to brunch with him not too long ago. Okay. Is he doing better? 
I don't know if he's back to 100%, okay. but he's got himself a girlfriend now, so I'm happy about that for Yay! him. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. He's definitely still got, like, he was talking about doing a water fast again, and the last time he did it, and he did talk about this on the podcast, so I'm not outing him for anything. The last time he did it, he lasted sure. five days and then fainted. And I'm like, Brian, you can't. Okay, yeah, it's very unhealthy. Yeah. I like very, very unhealthy. You can change what you eat or, I mean, eat. In moderation. And you can even do fasting intermittently. In, yeah. Inter- a safe way. But not, don't go a week without eating, especially. Like, I watched a documentary on water fasting and that's like so scary. <laughs> also, the more you lose weight in an unhealthy manner, the more likely you are to just put it right back on easily, as opposed to putting yourself in a normal, slower losing weight state and then staying within a weight range for certain periods of time. It helps you maintain those weights as opposed to gaining them back quickly. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody who was at that brunch told him not to do that. So I'm hoping he listens to at least one of us. Fingers crossed. I almost did it without verbally saying it, but I'm verbally saying fingers crossed now. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's going to be your catchphrase. Fingers crossed. All right. <laughs> Arlen, fingers crossed. I think that actually might be most of what I had, because like I said, I went kind of out of order of my notes, which happens to me every fucking time, because I, I think- also take us in many different directions. <laughs> ADHD, you're welcome. (laughs) It's a conversation. (laughs) If I was trying to tell a story, this would be bad, but I'm not. Oh, no. I mean, I don't know if anyone listening has ever played D&D before or knows anything about Dungeons & Dragons, the game. However, uh, you know, as a dungeon master, I am not, but uh, I am dating one. And uh, yeah, you can make plans. But just expect them to always go awry and have to make up stuff on the fly. <laughs> like, it's never going to stay on script. No, never. Absolutely not. People do and say weird shit. I also did get a little um, off today because I had... So I I did take off work today because I'm getting over this stupid manic episode that I've been on. And like I said, I haven't slept in the last couple of days. So I was hoping I'd get to sleep. I didn't. I also didn't get to eat because my body is just not letting me do that right now. I I have been through those episodes too. I can only imagine what you're. I I mean I can literally imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, but I do have plans tomorrow to go get blood work to get on lithium. So hopefully I can level out, and hopefully I don't get any weird side effects. My family frequently tries to scare me off from taking medication and also they don't understand why I'm in therapy but that's a whole nother thing that's a whole other podcast stay stay tuned for more podcasts (laughs) coming later (laughs) we can talk about everything all the time in fact we might talk about anything at any moment ah (laughs) happens frequently but um yeah also with that I got contacted by three different recruiters for jobs. So that kind of threw off my time that I had set aside for making notes. Oh, I understand. Um, Yeah. Again, with everything new that's been coming into my life, uh, 
I've made so many plans that have been derailed. I'm behind on literally everything. I can't think of a single thing that I'm on track on the right timing for. I mean, yeah. you don't feel alone. <laughs> no, I have to like get shit done when I'm feeling okay. And I'm actually feeling okay right now. So I do think coming off the manic, but still doesn't mean that I feel great because I'm recovering from it. If that right. makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense to me as someone who's gone through those episodes. They take a lot out of you and it takes a while to essentially get back into any kind of normalcy. Yeah. Your routines are going to be fu- fucked up for a while, lack of a better. I- I'm cursing a lot now because I know that I can, so. <laughs> Please, it's encouraged here. If you don't say fuck, you're doing it wrong. Well, I'm also saying shit. I'm saying other stuff, you know, like. <laughs> My bad. I, f- I speak fluent sailor and trucker. Uh, my partner is a truck driver, so I would say it's partially due to him, but I spoke it fluently before we met. Yeah, I used to work in construction, so that definitely did not help my cursing all the time. You're like in meetings with these guys, and they're, you know, you kind of have to, especially as a woman in the construction industry, like I couldn't, oh, I know uh, <laughs> I couldn't not. I was the marketing coordinator for a, for a large safety manufacturing company. And uh, our distributor distributors were a bunch of different kinds of that mentality, including construction workers. Yeah. So yeah, being in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. You, you become a dude, bro. Yeah. You either become an object or a dude, bro. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah, I always stood out, too, because I have, like, the facial piercings, and at the time, my hair was really purple, which it will be again soon. I have a- You're going to match me. I am. I have always had mm. fun-colored hair, and then for my hairstylist to lighten my hair again, it works better if there's- I let the color fade out a bit, so for, like, the last couple weeks, I've been letting it fade out so that she can- lighten it for me again so that I can put the purple back because my hair is way too dark. Otherwise, it doesn't show up. I went from black to this. Can you imagine? That's And that's, I did it myself. I'm scared to do the lightening part <laughs> myself. And she does a, she does like a, like a fade. So it keeps... If my- I wasn't afraid to go to a salon, I wouldn't have done it. I, it this was purely quarantine curiosity and I was like if if I fuck it up no one's gonna see me anyway but now that I didn't fuck it up people get to see me I'm actually making videos and taking photos <laughs> yeah my fear is also just the roots coming out so that's why I like her to do the fade so that when it does start growing out there's not like this harsh line in the middle of my head that's fair anyways yeah, I've, I've been touch up as I go so this is something that I don't know if it belongs in this topic or not, but I thought of it right before we got on here, is it is worth noting that breakups aren't always necessarily relationship-related, or, like, not romantic relationship. Like, I've had friend breakups, and getting fired feels like a breakup sometimes. <laughs> there are other things that happen that the, can the trigger... The friend breakups is... is- yeah, I feel like I've gone through harder friend breakups than I've gone through 
relationship breakups, unfortunately. I create stronger bonds with my friends because of my commitment issues. Again, Mm -hmm. I created stronger bonds with my friends than I did with my significant others, technically. Yeah. When they go, it was a lot harder. No, I've had some pretty harsh friend breakups. And it's always hard to tell someone that they're, in my case, it's been both directions, but a lot of times it's been my mental health issues one way or another. Either I'm too much or that person is triggering me because I, it's fair. If I, if there's one person in particular that he was part of the, my fuck depression group. He and I, it's just, I made some dumb decisions. He made some dumb decisions, but. I realized that the two of us being around each other, we weren't helping each other with our mental health issues. We were actually hurting each other. Yep. Ends up being more toxic. Yeah. I'm like, that's not fair to either person in that case. That was hard. And I was the one to make that decision. But I mean, that's a whole Especially when you truly do care about them. But at the same time, like, you know, when something like that happens, I've been through that a very similar situation and you know it honestly it it comes down to exactly what you said it's not helping either of you you know like it, you're actually improving both of your lives by removing yourself yeah so that was rough there was also like another part to that that I might cut this out just because it's still kind of makes me uncomfortable so He'd asked if he could come over and hang out. And I was like, pretty sure I'm manic. I'm not getting out of my pajamas. So I was drinking champagne, which, I mean, that's on me. It's, I shouldn't have been drinking in that state, but I have no memory of that night. Is it bad that my, is it bad that my brain goes, celebrate bad times? Come on. No, it's cute. <laughs> no, we all, we all, in manic episodes, we all do stuff, stuff we wouldn't expect ourselves to do. And honestly, in my manic episodes too, like a lot of the time I'm like, I did what? You know? So I get it. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty common. You don't remember the rest of the night and then somebody is in your bed. That is not a fun feeling. Yeah. Don't know how, what led to that. I don't know. I don't think he intentionally tried to take advantage, but I mean, I was pretty drunk and manic. Was he also inebriated? He smoked weed, but no, he wasn't drunk. Eh. I mean, he was was smoking weed, but he wasn't drunk. Okay. He was a pretty heavy weed smoker, so I don't think that... I think he was more a lot more... Yeah, I have my own... I definitely have my personal opinions on what probably happened there, but that's my own personal opinions also based on biased experiences of my own. So Yeah, so that made me just really uncomfortable. And then the next morning, I just went into a crying fit and he wasn't leaving on his own. He didn't leave until I was like, I have a therapy appointment. And like I was Was he trying to be supportive or was he just like I think he was trying to be supportive, but it wasn't helping. When I turned over and saw him, I jumped. Like, I was like, oh, shit. So, like, he knew that I'd not remembered everything. He said yeah. I said some mean things to him. And then I'm like, then why the fuck did you stay? And why are you in my bed? <laughs> I 
And I don't think I said it. Like, I feel like part of it is possibly him being enamored with you and wanting to be supportive and wanting to think that you guys, like, he could be there for you and therefore you could build a relationship off of that. But that is that is its own toxic trait. Yeah. So none of that was good. And, and like, I tried to explain later. I was like, I don't remember what the fuck happened. And that's when he was like, well, you were really mean to me. And I'm like, I don't think I was intentionally being mean, though. I think I was probably just in my manic state, just like word vomiting, whatever was in my head. I have oh, no, I I have issues where I it, like, especially during manic episodes, you attempt to push anyone away from you, anyone around you away from you. Yeah, I think that that's what was happening. And he was not taking the hint because I'm pretty sure because I already knew he liked me. But I'd already told him at least once that I can remember, maybe twice, that I can't be in a relationship with somebody who's got as severe mental health issues as I do. Like he was. Yeah. And if they're not willing to work on it, I mean, it comes down to a multitude of factors for me. And, um, you know, you love who you love, you don't love who you don't love. I think that people with severe mental issues can be together, but you both have to be willing to work very hard on your issues and be trying to be better both for yourselves and together. Yeah, I just so think for- It takes a lot of work. For me personally, at least right now, I end That's up- That's not what you're looking for. Yeah, I end up spiraling yeah. with people. Like if it's happened with another one of my friends is um, he used to stay over sometimes- and I finally had to tell him one time, I was like, when you want to stay in bed all day, uh, it makes me want to stay in bed all day. And so nobody's getting anything done. Having somebody who can at least... You got to be able to push each other. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, I later. That. I, I definitely... I didn't have like a relationship relationship like that, but I did have one of the... One of the friendships, we talked about friendships earlier, was uh, unfortunately we very much made each other spiral when we were around each other. So sometimes you just have that not so positive effect on each other for yeah. whatever reason. And you both have to deal with your stuff separately and unfortunately. Yeah. You know, there's a divide. Yeah, and I I don't think it would be the case with everyone, but two people with the two similar, I, I don't know, there's just something about some people that just don't work together. Guess I mean I guess I can agree with that. I know that both me and my partner that I'm currently with have mental health issues. We're both working very hard on them. We're both mostly aware of all of them. I would say I'm a little more advanced than in in knowing what my issues are than 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 they do because just because I've been through more, I've, I've battled this my whole life and been through more therapy and and done a lot more, you know, just essentially getting to know myself. Mm-hmm. But they are very aware of the fact that they have you know, some kind of issues and they know what is and isn't an issue when it starts to flare up. And we we're, we both just like essentially talk it out and work on it. Be like, look, I'm feeling this kind of way. I can't even tell you why, you know, especially with me. I'll, I'll be like, look, I feel like pushing you away right now. And I have a whole lot of words that I could say to you right now to push you away. But I recognize that I'm doing this out of a mental health health issue type of, you know, thing. And therefore, I just want you to know what's going on and just hang in there. And I apologize. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like self-awareness is extremely important when you have mental health issues and you're being in a relationship with other people with mental health issues. Yeah. One of my really good friends who's been helping me, we can do that together. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is. It's just 
the particular person and maybe it's the time and place too. So I think that it's very relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. Both, both, I mean, like an actual romantic relationship and friendship. I think everything is very relationship to relationship based. There's some common ground, some generalities, but um, there certainly are some things that overlap and can be like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the majority. This is, this is the majority of what isn't going to work, or this is the majority of what is going to work. This is, is the majority of what would be healthy and what would be unhealthy. But um, ultimately, I don't think there is one perfect formula. And I don't think that relationships generally end up ever being perfect. It's just a matter of working really hard at trying to be the best you can for each other. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think anything is perfect, but there's definitely times you need to call it. Oh, quits for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Been there multiple times. All right. Anything you thought of that we missed? Uh, Overarching on breakups, not off the top of my head. No. Okay. Well, then would you like to take a quick break? Break sounds good. Break time. Break time. You've probably heard me talk about BetterHelp before. It's a fantastic app that has helped me to connect with an amazing therapist. I was able to message them whenever I needed and scheduled once a week video chat sessions. The app is secure and allows you to access your therapist and have communication with your therapist from the convenience of your phone wherever you are. At home, at work, even while traveling, you can communicate with your therapist. The app is secure and easy to use, and most importantly, makes communication with your therapist more accessible than traditional therapy. If you ever need to change therapists, it is easy and free to do so, and it is also more affordable than in-person therapy. So go now to betterhelp.com slash fckdepression for 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash F-C-K depression. Fuck depression. Get better help. Welcome back. Yo, yo, yo. Did you miss us? I mean, they better have. Listeners, Lauren looks at me like, did I miss you? <laughs> no, we've been talking we this whole time. We were literally talking during the break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. Well, I think, Ardalyn, you have some happy, happy shit for us. I have some happy shit. I don't know if it's happy, happy shit, but it's happy shit. I want um, ecstatic shit. It's a, you didn't tell me you wanted ecstatic shit. <laughs> I got... I got, you know, some shit, but it's, it's, anyway. Uh, so according to a, uh, a, a, a study done through the Hofstra, Hofstra, I can't say it, but I will spell it H-O-F-S-T-R-A, can't, can't spell it either, uh, university, <laughs> they did a study on the exploration of relationships between, f- the relationship between physical touch adult attachment, and depression. Uh, I could go through the technicalities of it, but I'm not going to, just like Lauren was talking about earlier with her information, where I'm just going to kind of, you know, 
Synopsis. Synopsis. Uh, words are hard. Synopsis. Um, I'm just going to break this down for you. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like one of those memes where it's like, yeah, if you can't get the word right or can't spell it right, you just end up deleting it and putting a new word in there. That's what I do. All the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Uh, so essentially, there is a an importance between, you know, physical touch and mental health. And I think we all we all agree to that on certain in certain ways. Now, there is a big importance and and caveat to this um, that it has to be mutual, consensual touch. Uh, You have to be, you know, it has to be welcomed because there are obviously certain touches that can be triggering. And sometimes when you're not when you're not ready for it, it can be triggering. But there is a huge there's a study that's showing a huge relation between um, having a correlation of positive physical touch and improving your mood and depression and decreasing anxiety and depression episodes. So technically, essentially, if you have the right connections, if you have the right people around you, if you have the right, do find the right relationship and create the right connections with those people and you feel secure and safe and comfortable, the physical touch of being around those people can actually positively impact your mental health, um, both with depression and anxiety, which is what the, the study kind of touched on both, but it was majorly depression more than, than anxiety. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. When I'm particularly depressed, uh, there's a couple people who are the people that I want to hug me or, you know, be a shoulder yeah. to lean on. And I'm not a particular- Exactly. It can't be anyone. <laughs> no. I'm not particularly touchy. Stranger on the street, come hug me. <laughs> oh my god, do you remember the Sorry. free hugs thing that was like big yeah. for a while? <laughs> yeah. Cute idea, but it was kind of creepy, but yeah, at the well the thing is like at first totally put off by it. I was like do not come near me that, you know, like total total trigger energy. And then um like as I started to get better with my own mental health, it became yeah, I'll hug you. You know, positive <laughs> vibes all around. So it really has to do with where you're at with your mental health as well. Um, but specifically, in order for it to improve your mental health, it's best for it to be someone you know you're comfortable with and you have that connection with. Yeah, I was really excited the first time somebody actually asked if they could give me a hug before they tried to hug me. You meet those people oh my that God, are yes, like. Me too. I'm a hugger. And then they just do yeah. it. And I'm like, this isn't helping any. Uh-uh. Yeah. I have a, I have a horrible reflex to that, unfortunately, because I, I haven't encountered too many people like that, but I can remember one particular instance and I felt really, really bad about it. Cause it was actually a, um, it was kind of a, a work related thing. I was meeting a new vendor of ours and the lady was very sweet, but she was very over the top and very, you know, she was like, oh, da, da, da. and then she was like, oh, come, you know, we, we don't shake hands here. We hug. And I literally recoiled because I have I have that type of response where if someone comes at me unexpectedly. I jump, mm-hmm. you know, like oh. I, I can't control it. And it's very, very visible. And um, for, it was an, it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. So, yes, when people ask permission, that is my jam. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a lady that I worked with years ago that, like, couldn't talk to somebody without putting their hand on your arm. I know that I cringed so many times on that, but I was only, like, 22, 23 at the time. So I was too afraid to say, please stop doing that. Like, I didn't know how to say that yet. So I just was 
uncomfortable every time. <laughs> yeah, for me, unfortunately, it shows whether like I, I while you might have cringed and maybe they noticed like I, mine is a literal physical jump back. Like there is no ignoring what is happening going on. So it has to be discussed at that time. You know, some people see that even going into pe- with people that they don't know and doing a physical touch, they see that as comforting. That's comforting to them. They see it as comforting others. Um, but not everyone understands that people with different mental health issues do take it differently and do need a different approach. Yeah. But no, it's definitely helpful when it's the right person. Yeah. It can be friends. It can be family. It can be significant other. It can be any of those. Uh, as long as you are comfortable with them. And, you know, you establish your boundaries. Boundaries are huge, hugely important when it comes to to a physical touch. And I know with me, I, I've had to explain to my current partner, like I, I told you, I have the literal physical recoil problem. And like, there are times when, you know, they they just go to hug to hug me or to tap me on the shoulder or whatever. And I'm just not, I wasn't ready for it. And I have that reaction and they, they know now that it's, you know, it's not them. It's me. It's a reaction on my end. And they know that if they don't stop, but actually continue just with slower, softer movements, I, I will, I will be okay. So it's just, it's a matter of finding out, finding the right people and the people that can, listen to you and respond to your physical touch needs appropriately. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yay. Happy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. There was, it was a little bit of back and forth, but it is mostly happy. It, it studies show that if you have the right kind of physical touch in your life, it can improve your depression and anxiety and decrease your episodes. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't think we have anything else if you're good. I am not always a good person, but I think I'm a pretty okay person. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a giant goofball. You're welcome. And have a good night. Fuck depression. Or day. Oh, yeah. Fuck depression. Fuck I depression. <laughs> I forget we do that. Thanks so much for listening to Fuck Depression. Fuck Depression really appreciates all of our listeners and for those listeners who are wanting to help support our show so we can continue to make improvements, including to our sound quality, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash fckdepression. We have new tiers that are up, including one where you get a shout out on air and one where you can even pick an episode topic. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of the links to those social media accounts are in the link tree in the show notes below. Artwork for the show was created for us by Nefer Kalyas, and the theme song for the show was created by Wade Rowland. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can always email us at fckdepressionpod at gmail.com. And until next time, shit fire and peachy keen. One false move I made.